the Long Island Ice Team, the T-O-Double-D. You're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. That's right, it's me, it's me. I can't do that anymore, but I am the D-S-H, Lee Walker, and I am joined finally back with us, ladies and gentlemen. I might be back virtually. I'm not feeling the greatest, a little bit under the weather, but the undeniable, the irreplaceable, the adorable Alex Todd is back. It's been about two weeks, guys. I've been super busy. We had some weddings we were out of town for. You know, I, I moved in the past couple of weeks, but I am so excited to be back. And I'm back to talking wrestling with Lee. Unfortunately, my arch nemesis isn't here tonight. He's probably off being lazy somewhere. Who knows what Rob's doing? Just kidding, Rob. Love you. It's good to be back, guys. Uh, Rob is actually at Hogan's Beach Shop meeting Hulk Hogan right now. Oh, okay. So he's actually doing way more important things than me. Yeah. Um, all right so let's just jump right into it last night on friday we had a live audience for smackdown again uh phenomenal show it reflected on the ratings a 2.185 million viewers watched that episode uh it felt great to have a live audience again it made the show a lot better Mm -hmm. Uh, and we know that this is the the go go home show for money in the bank right you know uh but before we get into money in the bank we have impacts slammiversary we're gonna do some predictions so l take it away all right guys we are just hours away from the impact wrestling slammiversary 2021 pay-per-view um it, the past two years this has been the kind of pay-per-view where scott demore and the executive have they have all kind of drawn some attention to the slammiversary pay-per-views because basically for the past two years in a row about three months beforehand before this pay-per-view we we had crops of wwe release superstars last year it happened and uh slammiversary brought like the good brothers heath miller matt cardona brian myers among others um this year they're almost doing the same exact thing right after those releases happened they started playing all these commercials for they even teased daniel bryan at one point um but they teased like daniel bryan samoa joe uh the iconics among others and tonight we have the payoff for that pay-per-view and it's going to be interesting to see if we have some of those surprises showing up so we're going to start off the pay-per-view now i know that some of you, including Lee, might not know some of these people. You know, we try and watch when we can, but there's only so much wrestling you can learn in one week. But we're going to start off with our predictions. On the pre-show, we have Fire and Flavo, which is Kieran Hogan and Tasha Steeles, who you and I saw at NEW a couple of years ago, if you remember correctly. It's crazy that she's actually won half the Impact Knockout Tag Team's champion now, considering that, you know, we saw her in person when it seemed like she was coming up at the time. But uh, we have Fire and Flava consisting of Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles versus the new version of Decay, which is Rosemary and Havoc. After her most recent tag team partner, Nevea, I believe, actually left Impact Wrestling. Um, I'm going to go out on a whim and say uh, Rosemary and Havoc don't have enough time as a tag team together yet, so I don't really see them winning the tag team titles, and 
Hogan and Steels have kind of been on a roll since they reinstated the knockouts tag team division. So I'm going with fire and flavor. Havoc just defeated Steel on the last impact. And it seems like the momentum is in their favor, but I got to go with Kiera and, and Steels. Yeah. They're, they've been doing some incredible work and, you know, the one thing I thought of at the same time, too, is I almost wish this match wasn't on the pre-show because if they put a knockouts tag team title match on the main show and then Fire and Flavor won, and for some reason they needed, I don't know, new challengers, it's almost like there's a women's tag team that just was recently released from WWE that might fit in that spot pretty well. You know, yeah, and, and they did make a lot of former WWE catchphrases, references mm-hmm. on Impact. So I'm expecting a lot of surprises tonight. I know for all we know, um, you know, in case nobody understood my reference, for all we know, we could possibly see the debut of the Iconics tonight. I would love that so much. Everybody knows they're my favorite. I love the Iconics. I'm really, that was one of the most upsetting releases for me, but other than that, moving on, we have Josh Alexander versus Petey Williams versus Trey Miguel versus Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Rohit Raju in the return of the Ultimate X match. I am so excited for this because while some of these guys might not be amongst my favorites, and that's no disrespect to them, this is one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time. Um, watching the Ultimate X match back in the day when you had guys like Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, PD Williams, who's actually in this one, among others, it was one of the most exciting matches to watch. And it actually kind of brought me back somewhat to, um, you know, clips from the cruiserweight days of WCW. I love this match. It's a phenomenal match. I'm excited for it. Um, a lot of great talent in that, you know, you've got Chris Bay, who is a downloadable content for uh, Retromania, mm. Petey Williams, the originator of the Canadian Destroyer. Best wrestling um, move in existence. And, and he's also someone who probably has the most experience in this match, which is why I'm picking him. Petey Williams? Petey Williams. Okay. Well, I feel like Josh Alexander has had a pretty solid run with the time that he's had with the X division title. Uh, He's been a pretty major force to deal with. And while I would normally go with him because of how, you know, how strong he is, how brutal he is. I almost feel like his time in the X division is slowly coming to an end and he might be moving up to the world title scene soon, which is the perfect place for him. Now that Ethan page is in AEW. Um, Amongst all of these guys, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that I'm going to put my money on Chris Bay regaining the X Division Championship. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Chris Bay. And you know what? Uh, a quick side note, we're not going to go down on a rabbit hole on this one. Chris Bay, in his style of wrestling, if you look at him in Impact and then you go over to NXT and you look at Isaiah Swerve Scott, I feel like the two of them, if they were ever in the same company, would literally make a dream tag team. But that's all I'm going to say on that, because their their build, their athleticism, 
their characters almost are very similar. I think they'd make a great tag team. But yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Bay on this one. Um, big, big fan of Chris Bay. So that's my prediction. Uh, moving on, we have Violent by Design, which is Eric Young, Diener, Doring, and Rhino versus Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Falaba, and a partner to be announced. As reported by Impact Wrestling yesterday, TJP will not be able to compete tonight for whatever reason. Still a mystery reason, but TJP will not be able to make it to the pay-per-view tonight. So it looks like we have uh, somebody filling in for Falaba's partner. But we have, uh, yeah, we have Violent by Design versus Rich Swan and Millie, Willie Mack versus Falaba and a tag team partner to be announced versus the Good Brothers in a four-way tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team titles. We got. I'm going to go with Violent by Design. I don't know who the surprise person would be. I know because I, I feel like when you think of a surprise person, you got to think of somebody that compliments the tag team partner. Yeah. I'm almost wondering, it could could be someone like Tucker. Yeah, it could um, be. It's a good way to at least get him back in the spotlight on a major pay-per-view. Um, but then you also have, you know, the entirety of their roster to think about as well. This one's, unlike some of the other mysteries in this pay-per-view, this one's going to be the one that's probably the hardest for me to predict. Yeah, I, I really... I with it being such a last minute for a fill-in type deal i i got nothing yeah i'm, I'm not sure either but uh as far as who the winner is gonna be i'm gonna go with carl anderson and doc gallows seems like the right time for them to win the tag team titles back because they're gonna be multiple time tag team champions now that they're not associated with wwe anymore so um not to mention that the rest of the elite including kenny omega and the young bucks all hold tag team gold or world heavyweight gold, you know, Kenny Omega's got like three or four world championships. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say the good brothers on this one. So moving on to one of the next matches and I'm not going in any specific order here because nobody has any idea what order the card is going to be in. I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards versus W Morrissey, also formerly known as WWE's big cast. going with big Cass. yeah i don't think you can really argue that one that man's on a on a war path and if uh sammy callahan doesn't take the world title off of kenny omega i don't think anybody's gonna stop w morrissey interesting name for him to go by though i almost figured he was gonna go by even william morrissey or like the kazxl name but it's interesting but no he's actually like his character he's currently portraying he's terrifying so He's he's winning. Eddie Edwards on any other night, but not against W. Morrissey. Moving on, this one I honestly think might be the closest competition to the main event for match of the night, and it's Chris Saban versus Moose. This is the match I'm looking forward to the most. I'm going to say Moose. Okay. Only because, you know, Moose had just lost his championship, so now he wants to, like, just be beat, beat the hell out of everybody. See, yeah. this, this one's a little rough for me to decide because, well, Moose did lose his last big pay-per-view match versus Kenny Omega. You've also got Chris Saban, who's currently returning from an injury caused by Moose. So, like, they're also going for the retribution angle. Um. Yeah. 
I'm going to go out of the ordinary and I'm going to say this one ends in a no contest. Wow. I think they're, I think they're trying to portray this as a blood feud. So I don't think it ends tonight. I almost see that maybe you could keep this going until lockdown. Cause I believe they still do the lockdown pay-per-view. I think it's like, on a, I don't know, like weekday episode though, but I could almost see this going to be a steel cage match at some point. So I'm going to go ahead and say no contest for this one. Um, moving on. We have Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood versus Matt Cardona and a partner to be announced in a mixed gender tag team match. Who do you think his partner is going to be, Lee? Well, I have a feeling she just debuted at Ring of Honor Best in the World, Chelsea Green. Yeah, I'm going to say Chelsea Green, too, unless they decide that they're going to pull a huge swerve and they're going to pull somebody else in, which could be what they're doing because everybody on Earth thinks it's Chelsea Green right now. Um, So they could go with the swerve, but if they're going with the you know the good storytelling and the the ultimate payoff it's going to be chelsea green you're going to see her and matt cardona reunited and in my opinion they're both going to beat brian myers and tenille dashwood because that team was just thrown together yeah yeah it's going to be fun to watch uh i completely forgot that for a little while that tenille was had dated cardona and until all of a sudden I, I saw the low blow and I was like, why am I not putting this together? And then all of a sudden it clicked and I was like, yeah, they were together for a while too. A lot of people forget that though. Cause it was just, it was so long ago. That was during like her first run in WWE. Yeah. Like, which seems like forever ago. It's crazy. Um, moving on. Cause I think we both have the same idea for who's winning that match. We've got Diona Perrazzo defending her Impact Knockouts Women's Championship versus an opponent to be announced. See, my original prediction for this before the Cardona-Myers tag team match was announced is I thought Chelsea Green was going to be in this match. Yeah, that was definitely a swerve because now I'm kind of like, well, huh. I think I've got my choice as to who it's going to be first. I, um... Well, it was it was interesting because on impact again they were making during this contract signing they were making so many references to former wwe talents including one who got her stuff brought back to her in a garbage bag yep that was the first reference that actually came out i believe and oh they made they made one prior uh about a month ago too there was a, a segment on television where somebody oh you know what i think it was uh susan and and kimberly like her her sidekicks somebody like they'd gotten beaten up i think by fire and flavor and they were thrown in like this big you know the 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 wheelbarrow garbage cans things like that you can push plants have and whatnot um they had like thrown them into that when they were getting out they pulled out a garbage bag that said mickey's stuff on it yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No. What Scott Demore did was he he all of a sudden she's like, well, I don't know who my opponent is. Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden he just starts making these references. And the first mm-hmm. one was 
like Mickey James cowboy thingy, whatever her. Yeah, hardcore country. Yeah, it was that, and then he was like, "It could be somebody who's iconic," and then he just kept going with it. My favorite um, part of that segment was uh, was when she was like, "So you're not going to tell me who it is?" And he goes, "No way, Jose!" And then Tommy Dreamer pops in, and he goes, "We weren't able to sign him. It's not him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean. I'm expecting it's somebody who was recently let go, and I'm going with Mickey James on this one. I'm gonna agree. I also think it's gonna be Mickey James. I think her showing up would draw some extra numbers of people who aren't buying the pay per view already that might just to see her in the match buy in a little quick. Because to me, it's got to be somebody who's previously worked in Impact. Also. Yeah, and like, and originally my thought was was Chelsea Green, but now her most yeah. likely being in the tag team match. I've I've got to say it's Mickey James. Yep. And I almost think they're going to pull off an upsets victory with whoever it is, and I don't see Deanna walking out with the title tonight. Because I think that's going to be one of the big title changes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, whoever the mystery opponent is, and in that same prediction, in that same breath, I'm going to say it's Mickey James walking out with the title tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. All righty. And with that, we have arrived at the main event. We have Kenny Omega defending the Impact World Championship versus Sammy Callahan in a notice qualification match. Kenny Omega. I'm 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 stale on the whole AEW Impact thing. I agree because they didn't really do it the, the way that they should have. It's basically yeah. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers going back and forth. You know, they almost had it right at the beginning when they were allowing like Private Party and Matt Hardy to come over to Impact and whatnot. Um, they need, they need they, other right. They can't just be the elite in the Bullet Club going back and forth. Um, so I want to say Sammy Callahan because other than that, I don't really. With the exception of maybe Will, Will uh, W. Morrissey, but he's a heel. I don't know who else is taking the title back from Kenny because obviously this long-term storyline is going to end with an impact guy winning the world title back. Eddie Edwards hasn't been taken seriously enough in I don't know how long to actually be considered someone who is going to beat Kenny Omega for the world title, and that's nothing against his talent. They just they've been portraying him as this kind of crazed psycho tommy dreamer jr for years now and i don't see him doing it w morrissey's a heel unless maybe they build up to for josh alexander but i I don't know moose has already lost so i feel like sammy callahan is the only one left unless they plan on having somebody big that was released from wwe come and beat kenny omega but it's not it can't be anybody that big because if you're the biggest name on the free agency list is Braun Strowman and he's not signing with impact wrestling. Like, I'm sorry, no offense to impact wrestling, but they're not going to be able to, they don't have enough money to pay. Similar to what Rob's talked about before. So I Sammy Callahan's the only one that I can see left. That's going to do it. So because of that, I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. He hasn't had a world title match in a while. He hasn't won the world title in a while. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the prediction saying Sammy Callahan. So we'll see where we end with that. But if you guys want to know what's going to actually happen, 
tune in tonight to the Impact Wrestling Slammiversary pay-per-view to find out yourself. You're welcome, Impact. All righty. Let's say we move on to the next pay-per-view. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, we also have a wrestling pay-per-view. We're filled with wrestling pay-per-views this weekend. And this is one that I'm glad that we have the fans back for. As you notice, I have the WrestleMania 37 uh, picture of everybody in attendance behind me because I could not find a picture of SmackDown. But I put this up because I also wanted to show my appreciation for the fans being back in attendance because I watched SmackDown last night and it's so much of a better feeling to actually be able to watch wrestling with fans again. One of the reasons that Lee and I think were so burnt out on the wrestling product before was because there was no fans in attendance. There was no reaction. It was just, you put whatever you want on TV and we have nothing to say about it. But now that the fans are back, they have a voice and they're going to use that voice tomorrow night when WWE brings money in the bank live to pay-per-view in Fort Worth, Texas. So, with that being said, on the pre-show, we have Dominic and Rey Mysterio defending the SmackDown Tag Team titles versus the Usos. Here's my question. The Usos are in the main event slot of every SmackDown. Why the hell is this match on the pre-show? Maybe to punish uh, Uso for... For Jimmy. It could be. Um, Because that doesn't really make sense to me is why I feel like the Raw Tag Team title match is the one that should be on the pre-show because they barely built to it. But that's just me. Uh, I'm going with the Usos. Jimmy may have gotten in trouble lately, but this storyline revolves around Roman Reigns, and Vince is going to push this narrative regardless because Roman's in it. And for that to work, the whole entire stable needs titles. And with that being said, I've got the Usos winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles tomorrow night. You know, I actually like that. I'm going to go with that. Okay. That was easy. All right, then. Um, we have, once again, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. I hate this because this was a dream match for everybody a year ago, and we would have said that we wanted to see it over and over again. But the problem is every time they do this match, they get a cheap finish or, like, it's it's never an actual clean finish with these two, and they're kind of diluting the feud down because of it. I mean... I'm going with Rhea Ripley. I I don't know why, honestly. I, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley, too, only because as much as I hate to say it, there's only one person for when Becky Lynch returns for her to feud with to bring her back in front of the fans, and it's Charlotte. And I don't think they're throwing Becky. They're not going to throw Becky immediately into the title picture. They've put too much effort into Rhea Ripley in the past six months. And so they're going to want Becky in a feud with somebody who's not currently holding a title so they can lead up to her most likely winning it back. I'm going to say around WrestleMania of next year. So that being said, that person has to be Charlotte. And I don't think Charlotte's going to be holding a title for that. So I'm going to say Rhea Ripley wins the championship. And we actually could possibly see the return of Becky Lynch tonight. And I know I've said that on other pay-per-views this week, not this week, this year, my bad. Can't speak. Um, but it's actually noted that Becky Lynch is going to be in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend. She's going to be backstage at Money in the Bank. Whether she's going to be on the show is not yet to be determined, but if she's there, I have a feeling they're going to use her. So I almost say she might return tomorrow night. 
We'll wait and see. I know because she's been backstage at like all the big shows and has not returned yet. So who knows what's going to happen. So we, we're going to agree on that one. All right. We're, uh, we're two for two on agreeing for predictions so far. Moving on, the match that has almost zero build to it, AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team titles. Please let the Viking Raiders win and let AJ Styles go back to the main event. No. This this tag team is uh, not working. It's not successful. It, it's only to help... Uh, Omos. Omos there, that's it. Um, and because of that, he and AJ win. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to win, too, because this is eventually... This whole tag team, I have a feeling, is going to eventually lead to AJ Styles' babyface turn. They're going to split the two of them up eventually. Like, Omos is going to, like, try and bully him or something like that, and AJ's going to fight back, and then they're going to face each other, and AJ's going to lose, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. As much as I want the Viking Raiders to win, I'm going to agree with you and say it's AJ Styles and Omos. With that being said, let's go to the WWE Universal Championship match. We have Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Edge. My favorite. My favorite. Dude, the pop that Edge got on SmackDown was unreal. And it's crazy because the fans have been waiting for that for over a year now. Because after he returned, there was only like two matches before COVID shut down the entire world. The fans barely got to see Edge live. They saw him a couple times after the Royal Rumble and then at WrestleMania earlier this year. So it's going to suck when he loses tomorrow night because Roman's not losing the championship yet. He's about a month away from holding the title for a year. He's not going to lose it. Unfortunately, I love Edge. He's my favorite wrestler ever, but he is not winning. I want Edge to win, but it's just, yeah, it's it's Roman. It is Roman. Um, You know, this next world title match prediction, I almost said that I thought that this match wasn't completely predictable. Until it was basically announced that Goldberg is returning on Monday. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship match. I almost actually thought Kofi might be the guy to take the title from him with the way the storyline was going. But then it's been highly rumored that Goldberg is coming back on Monday. And if he's coming back, he's challenging Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. He's not challenging Kofi Kingston. Because that's not really a dream match. That's not going to draw money as much as Kofi is as great as he is. That's just not like a dream match that people have been waiting for. Um, not that Goldberg Lashley is either, but it's closer. So with the planned return for Goldberg, Bobby Lashley wins this match. Yeah. But and- I the one thing I do like about this feud is I think with Xavier Woods winning against Bobby Lashley last Monday and Kofi most likely losing tomorrow night, I almost think you might start seeing a little ripple in the new day because you might see Xavier Woods get a little cocky about his win over Bobby Lashley, whereas Kofi himself didn't win. It's going to be an interesting dynamic if Kofi doesn't win. But I got to agree. I think that that could be a breakup for him, but yeah. Uh, 
I, you know, I literally almost thought Kofi was going to win this until they announced Goldberg coming back. Oh, I already had – once they announced Goldberg – not, not that it's officially announced, but it's it's highly rumored and, you know, it's, you know yeah, how it goes. It's highly rumored, and uh, we've already posted on Facebook and Instagram, like, right. you know, about it. So Yeah, we wanted Lashley versus Lesnar. We get Lashley versus Goldberg. But, I mean, from what I've also heard, that's not really on the company. It's more so that apparently Brock Lesnar isn't currently interested in coming back just yet. Um, that's because they told him he was going to lose. Right. And I also, from my understanding and from what I've read, this could be true. It could not be true. From my understanding, Brock Lesnar's return, he's more interested in the possibility of the Paul Heyman-Roman Reigns rivalry as well. Yeah. Which I honestly, I think if Brock Lesnar comes back, SmackDown's the right place for him because you've got yeah. a universal title match that if they can't get The Rock for WrestleMania next year, babyface Lesnar versus heel Roman with Paul Heyman in the middle is money. So, uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley on that one, though. Moving on, we are going to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Asuka versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, versus Liv Morgan versus Lena Vega versus Natalia versus Tamita. So I've talked about this that WWE on Fox, Twitter, or it was WWE on BT, the uh, British channel, mm-hmm. made a, a, a post with a graphic and on it said who will become the first two-time money in the bank winner that got my brain stirring and talking to rob who's not here tonight all right Um, rip we um he had mentioned well carmella's already a two-time money in the bank winner and when you go to her uh wikipedia page it says that which is funny because she technically only was able to cash in the briefcase once but yeah they considered her two time because she got it stripped away from her the first time yeah so the mere fact that even though oscar hasn't like in my mind done much i have a feeling that if the company that is airing the show posts that mm-hmm. In my mind, that's they have one of those two made up in their mind that it's going to be one of them. And in my mind, realistically, it's more going to seem like Alexa Bliss, just because on Raw her push is greater right now than Alex than than Oscar's. So, so basically, you're saying they're going to want an actual two-time winner. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the way it came off. Right. But when, you know, if you look at who has the best push right now, it's kind of alexa i mean selena just returned but it looks like she's gonna have a feud with Liv morgan outside of money in the bank right you know and then between naya shana alexa they're gonna have their spots in the match where, where there could be the breakup of the one tag team and then you have natalia well naya and shana aren't in the match uh tamina and natalia are that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, you're fine. Wow. So, there's a lot. There's a lot of people in this match. I, I, yeah, I, I, so, I, 
So I mean, they're the tag. They're the tag team champions. They don't stand a chance. No, because they're gonna have their other stuff they've got to do. Um, yeah. So you're going with Alexa Bliss, huh? Yeah, I'm going with Bliss. Okay. And- so I can see Alexa Bliss from from the Raw side. Um, she's the favorite. With the booking and the storyline telling that they've done though on the SmackDown side, I could also see Liv Morgan winning this match because they they've made a story out of it for about the past month now. Uh, that could be a good feel good moment if they're going with a feel good moment for the fans. Liv Morgan's gonna win if they're going for a heel moment. It's gonna be Alexa Bliss. It's gonna be one of the two of them, and no matter who wins, I have a feeling that the two of them are gonna be the last two standing on the ladder before the match ends oh, because yeah. everybody else kind of has their own thing going on. Nothing against Zelina. I think they're going to probably want to work her up into a bigger program. They could go with the shock factor and have her win and that establishes her immediately. But as you said, her and Liv Morgan are also feuding. I'm going to go with Liv Morgan just because I could see with the storytelling they've been doing that they put it on her. Um, And moving on to the last match, we have the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Riddle versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus King Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. This is probably one of the most exciting men's Money in the Bank ladder matches that we've had in years. And this one's going to be very difficult to basically pick somebody yeah because there's there's storylines that could be made out of this match for like half of the guys in the match yeah yeah Um, this is the one match i kind of wanted to take some time on and talk about the different outcomes because i gave i i was texting you about one possibility that i had thought of the other day which i'll get into in a minute but we can go with our predictions first so after you I don't want it to be Drew. No, because Drew's going to get a world title match eventually. And I have a feeling that's going to be more towards like WrestleMania time. And he just came out of the world title picture. So, like, move on. And he's also basically got a feud with Roman Reigns waiting in the future. Yeah. I I don't want to see Seth Rollins just because I don't like Seth Rollins. (laughs) And also, if rumors are to be true, Seth Rollins has a match with Edge coming up here at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's that. I would... I would love to see it be Ricochet or Baby. This is one of the hardest Money in the Bank ladder matches to predict. Only because the way they've been pushing him, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Riddle. Riddle. You know, what's funny is that I actually am choosing the same person, and you and I talked about this the other day. Um, I'm also going to go with Riddle because Riddle has been on a roll lately. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to automatically assume that Drew McIntyre is going to win the match, and he very well could. Um, I won't be super upset if Drew wins the match, but if he wins the match, they cannot let him cash in immediately. He has to wait. Because if you have them cash in, if you have Drew McIntyre cash in immediately, the fans are going to turn on him because they're going to be tired of seeing him as world champion. If Drew McIntyre does win, he's got to wait like a solid like six months before he cashes in. Oh, yeah. But 
So him winning, I don't think, is the end of the world. Him cashing in and becoming champion again immediately, I don't think would be good for him. But other than Drew McIntyre, the way that everybody else has been on a roll rate lately, I'm also going to say Riddle. And with that, I'm going to go into a small rabbit hole, real small one. And I'm going to talk about the possible fantasy booking for this one because I had texted you about this the other day. And here's an idea. What happens if at SummerSlam, Goldberg defeats Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship? Matt Riddle has won money in the bank and everybody knows that Matt Riddle and Goldberg haven't exactly gotten along for a couple of years. The fans know that. I know it. You know it. What happens if we get to SummerSlam, Goldberg wins, and all of a sudden Matt Riddle comes down with money in the bank, and you almost immediately see like a turn of his character. He doesn't come down with like the, the goofy face, like the, the 420 I'm high all the time character that they've got him going with, and he turns more towards his UFC background and obliterates Goldberg and wins the WWE Championship. I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. It would just be a matter of you know Goldberg having the control over the character and saying, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Right. But also, for all we know, with how the with how the business works, they could have they could have squashed this beef forever ago and could just be yeah. keeping it going. Yeah. Okay. Like Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. Um, they weren't a big fan of each other either, but it wasn't even revealed until a couple months ago that they squashed their beef a while ago and they were just playing into it around Survivor Series last year. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. I'm sorry. What was that about? I was doing the Seth Rollins. Oh, oh, the Seth Rollins pose. <laughs> Just kept his eyes closed with his hands on the rope. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, I could see them. I So if Riddle wins, I could see them going with a small feud with Goldberg, and then you move on to a feud with returning Randy Orton, who hasn't been seen in a little bit. And then you build between the two of them. Uh, Big E wins, hypothetically. You can see him going into that program with Roman Reigns that everybody's been dying for. You see... Um, Kevin Owens winning. He could be a guy that could switch over to another brand. When Bobby Lashley turned heel a couple of years ago, he did so by beating the living hell out of Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens still has a little bit of revenge on the mind towards Bobby Lashley. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is currently being pushed slowly up the ladder again, too. So that could be something. Seth Rollins, literally, uh, Ricochet has been being pushed lately too the only person as sad as it is to say the only person i really don't see winning this match is john morrison yeah and, and that's they've, they've reduced him in the midst to comedy characters yeah which i mean we had all these hopes that they were going to come in and they they won the raw tag team championships and they were going to they were going to be big and Miz was going to have the championship and him and Morrison were going to feud. And it was how Morrison was finally going to become WWE champion. See how that went. And they went with Lashley. Yep. So, I mean, there's not, hope isn't lost for John Morrison, but also at the same time right now is not 
going to be his time, unfortunately. But I do think he and Ricochet are once again going to be the highlight of the entire match if their recent matches on Monday Night Raw have anything to show for it. Yeah. But they need to drop this whole drip stick, the water gun thing. You got to have them drop the Johnny Drip Drip uh, character and base his character more off of uh, his parkour moveset. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's what they used to do. And he was borderline in the world title scene. So get back to that. But as far as the actual match winner, I'm also going with you. And my pick is Riddle. And that concludes predictions for Money in the Bank. Hell, I think you know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to reach us on social media, we have Facebook, we have YouTube, we have all of it. On Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, it is Perched on the Top Rope. On Instagram and Twitter, it is Perched Top Rope. You can follow us anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, uh, Google Podcasts. There's so many of them, but we're on 90% of places that you can listen to podcasts. You can even search up Perched on the Top Rope from Red Circle. That is the website that we bring our podcast to you from. And other than that, there's only one thing left to say, Lee. Three, two, one. Spoiler freeze. The way to be. We're out.